Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you today and looking forward to hanging out with two of my good friends. One of them is a decent friend. His name is James Meehan. Welcome, whoa, whoa, decent whoa, friend. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, but, how dare yeah. you? Second of all, I forgive you. Third of all, God yeah. loves you. I know God loves me. I love dares and I don't need your forgiveness. But anyways, welcome James. Also, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I, I seek grace and forgiveness from Christ alone. Um, also Dang, okay. our, our, our really what some people, I'm not going to say better guest, but guest oh, that Lord. is better. Um, Caitlin Caffrey is here with us as well. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Caitlin. You are so welcome. Wow. See how she's so honored right now and not at all feeling uncomfortable at nope, James and I's bit. verbal attacks at each other, Mm-mm. which is totally oh, fine. Wow. Hey, so James, you attacked me. It, it is. And, and, and it's okay. Cause I did also that to you. So, Hey, we are headed into a new series, which is going to be great. Anyone who doesn't know James and Caitlin, um, are our team that helps create all of the content for Switch. And so all these messages that we're getting to hear, they work together on creating that content. And so we love when we have an opportunity to sit down with them and talk through, hey, what's coming down the road? Like, what's this next series going to look like? And so we are headed into what a series that I have a lot of expectation for is called Who Am I? And I, I want to challenge everybody to look back and go, okay, this series that we came out of uh, silence and solitude, we, we learned, and we saw a lot of campuses have the opportunity to experience silence and solitude. And it challenged their students to really look outside of like maybe what their small group leader said or their parents and all that stuff in their faith and kind of go, what's my own faith? Like what, what, yeah. where does this come from and cause them to think about Christ and in, in their own life. And so I'm excited because I know that this series is going to actually stair step to another level and I'm looking forward to it. Would love to hear what you guys have to share with us about it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, real quick, Josh, if you don't mind, before we get to the superior guest, AKA Caitlin Caffrey, right. I would right. love to actually take a few steps back beyond this specific series and just remind our switch leaders that are listening to this podcast of what it is that we're trying to do and how it is we're trying to do it within the context of Switch. We all know yeah. that our mission is to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we are hyper aware of the reality that there are so many people who identify as Christians, but they look less like fully devoted followers of Christ and more like fat, bloated tadpoles. Thank you, mm-hmm. Vince Parker, for the beautiful illustration. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. It was a great message from Vince Parker. You can go back, find it on our YouTube channel. But with that being said, I'm going to transition into the beautiful, wonderful, powerful word of God. Ephesians chapter four, starting verse 11. I'm going to read through verse 16 in the NIV, the new international version, because that feels kind of neutral. You know, there's a lot of people who have opinions <laughs> about different Bible translations. There are those who will tell you it's King James or nothing. The King James was good enough for Jesus, so it's good enough for them, which is an interesting statement. We're not going to think too long about that. We're just going to move in. So starting in verse 11 of chapter four of Ephesians, here's what the apostle Paul tells us. He says that Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service 
so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So we're going to pause there before we move on. Paul is telling us that these gifts have been given by Jesus so that we, his people that have been gifted with these different roles and abilities, can equip his people. We can pastor our students and develop them so that the body of Christ, the church may be built up until we reach unity. We know who Jesus is and we become mature. I don't know about you, but a united, knowledgeable of who Jesus is and mature body of Christ sounds like a group of people that is fully devoted to Jesus. Then in verse 14, the apostle Paul says, then we will not be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. In other words, we won't be fat, bloated tadpoles. Instead, in verse 15, he says, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Why did I read this to you? I read this to you because I need you to know that you as a switch leader are one of those people that Christ himself has gifted so that the church, the people of God can be built up. And that through our working together, our collaboration alongside Jesus, our King, we can produce a generation of followers of Jesus who are united, who know who Jesus is and are becoming mature, growing into the full measure of who he's called and created them to be. So that is what we're here for. That is why we do what we do. And that's why what you do matters so much. Because without you, we would be missing a vital piece of the puzzle that is a necessary ingredient for us to lead our students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. So with that tangent out of the way, back to you, Josh. Man, back to me. I love that. I feel like I'm a news anchor right now. That was amazing. <laughs> I've always Thank wanted you. to be one. You know, like the weathermen that are out there and the wind's blowing them over. But in reality, sometimes it's not. They're faking it because you've seen the videos. One mm, of those. I want to be one yes. of those guys. I mean, I don't want to fake life. I'm just saying I do want to be. Okay. That's what I, I heard. Track. So, um, so, so, hey, I, I love what you have to share, uh, uh, James, and kind of where we're, the, the direction that we're headed um, in our youth ministry as a whole, like from the beginning of the semester up until now. Caitlin, I would love it if you would take us and go, well, based on where we are now, and as we're going into this new series called Who Am I? What's the difference between that first series and this series? How, how are we continuing to maybe at times literally give opportunities for students to take a next step in their faith. Yeah, that's so good. So this semester, we set it up as we're going on this journey, this journey to become like Jesus for the sake of others. And some of the big questions that come up in that process are questions about like, who is God? Who am I? What difference do I make? Like those questions of identity, purpose, and belonging. And so we spent the the past six weeks answering that question of who is God. Um, and that's really the first question that we needed to address because all of those other things are actually all wrapped up into one another because what we believe about God is going to shape what we believe about literally everything else. 
So we started there with who is God, and now we're going to move into the series, who is who am I? Because uh, what we believe about God shapes what we believe about everything else. And um, so we are going to just continue to kind of follow the through line of, okay, so if God is the creator of everything and he wants a relationship with me, what does that mean about who I am? If God is the redeemer of everything and he's had this plan from the very beginning to rescue us from sin and restore us, then what does that mean about who I am? And so we are literally going to stack these building blocks one on top of the other and hopefully make a really clear connection for our students about how their theology informs their identity. I love, okay, I love that last statement, how their theology informs their identity. So how their theology informs their identity, because we've heard a little bit about identity lately. Like, right. right? I mean, that's, that's a conversation every week. I've got leaders texting me, actually, as a matter of fact, today going, Hey, this is kind of what we're running into with some students. And we talk about identity. They go, Hey, they're wanting to be called this. or they're wanting to be called that because they're working on their own identity. And so if we're on that topic and we say, well, what else would inform your identity outside of theology? <laughs> I mean, you're saying theology informs my identity. Well, what else is there to inform my identity? I mean, I would say, um, culture in a huge way right now is right. informing students identity, their friends in a huge way right now is informing students identity. And so James, if we're, if we're watching this and going, Hey, I want to make sure that um instead of instead of culture informing my identity instead of students or friends informing my identity i want my theology to inform my identity then how do we begin with that because because culture is immersive so it's everywhere right and so how do we make that somehow become how do we allow their theology i guess is what i'm asking to become immersive in their lives yeah First of all, amazing question. Second of all, that's exactly why we titled the series, Who Am I? (laughs) Because what you just described, Josh, is the reality for all of us as human beings, but especially so for teenagers, because it's in those teenage years where you're trying to figure out who you are apart from your parents, apart from the family you've grown up in, where you're starting to venture out into independence. And unfortunately... We live in a world where people are bombarded with bad ideas about who they are, about what life is all about, and what things they should be chasing after. They're tossed back and forth by the wind. They're blown here and there by the waves and every bad teaching. And so what we want to do is root our students' understanding of who they are first and foremost in who God is. That's why, like Caitlin described, we started with who is God. And we're moving into who am I? Because if we can allow our identity, our sense of self to be rooted rooted and anchored in Christ, then we can stand fast on a firm foundation in a world that is just going every which way. And so this series, we're going to spend six weeks allowing the truth of God's word to inform us on who God says we are, not just who we think we are or who others say we are, because our value doesn't come from what you do, but from the one who made you. And so within this series, we are going to be introducing our students to a spiritual discipline known 
as scripture memorization. It's pretty self-explanatory, but I will go ahead and explain it in case you've never heard those words together. It, like, that's okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Even as switch leaders, even as youth pastors, we are all growing in our faith together because for a lot of us, we came to know Jesus through our church, life church. We are people who maybe didn't grow up in church or didn't grow up with a firm foundation. Most of us have not gone to seminary or Bible college or any type of formal training. And so we are all learning and growing together alongside our students. And that is a beautiful thing. So scripture memorization, what is it? It's literally memorizing verses and passages of scripture so that we can internalize the truth of God's word so much so that his words actually become our words. Because it's one thing to hear the words that God says about us, to read the words that God says about us. And it's another thing entirely to allow that truth to get planted so deep inside of us that we actually believe it, believe it so much that we choose to live it. This is why the apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12, verse two says that we are not to be conformed by the patterns of this world. We are not to be conformed by the bad ideas on TikTok, Instagram, and social media. Instead, we are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. What God wants to do is to change the way we think about ourselves, yeah. others, and ultimately about him. And as we relearn the truth of who he is and who we are, our lives will be transformed so that we look a little bit more like Jesus, that we live a little bit more like Jesus, and hopefully we love a little bit more like Jesus. And so just like we did with the last series, we are putting out a five-week Bible plan that is going to walk our students through step-by-step step in the YouVersion Bible app, how to practice silence and solitude and scripture memorization. Because what we don't want to do as we step into this new series is forget everything that we've been teaching them over the last six weeks. We want to build on that as we are going on this right. journey step-by-step step, to become fully devoted followers of Christ. People, who love God with every part of who we are and love others the same way that he's loved us. That's going to be so good. Uh, at our campus, when you said we don't want them to forget, like we want to build on it. Uh, at my campus, we're the silence and solitude. We've been doing that five minutes of silence and solitude during every experience. It's not going wow. away. So we're, we're actually using the, the scripture memorization uh, topic and we're just going to build on top of it. And so now during that silence and solitude time, what we're going to ask them to to really sit and and ponder and think over is is the key scripture for that week and we're going to say we want you to think through this during this five minutes that you're going to sit in silence we want you to ask yourself like read through it it'll be on the screen Re read it and then ask yourself how does this apply to my life and Come ask on. yourself why does this matter and and read it again and read it again and read it again and know that yes in one simple scripture god can speak to you in many different ways Come on, and, man. and so I, I'm like, I am, I am so excited about what's going to happen. I think that if I'm honest with you, so I'm, I'm a youth pastor, um, scripture memorization has never been something that I have thrived in. It's sure. never been something and it, man, it's not, um, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not great at, me, at doing memory stuff in the first place, but that's not why <laughs> I haven't done well with memory. You know what I mean? Like I could use that yeah, as yeah. my excuse. The reason why is because I've never made it my top priority. My, right. I've, you know, I do reading plans. I read the Bible. I know, um, I know all the stories. I know, um, God's K 
character. I understand integrity. I, I know the right thing to do. Yeah. But have I written his words on my heart? Come on, Josh. Um, in, in many ways I have written his words on my heart because I, I do, I feel very close to Christ and I, and I do know the next right thing to do. And I do know what he would want me to do. But when I'm facing a really challenging situation in my life, when I'm, when I'm facing something that I'm going, man, I really need clarity here. Do I have a scripture memorized in my heart that I can say, well, I already know the answer because it's yeah. right there written on my yeah. heart. And it's something that going into this, um, I, I've actually been thinking about this series ahead of time, knowing it's coming and have been excited about it, not just for our students, not just for our leaders, but even for myself to go, I'm going to be better in this area. And I yeah. hope our leaders feel challenged in the same way. So Caitlin, um, I would love to hear what you think for leaders, for their perspective, going into what could be a really, um, okay, I'll say this, this could potentially be the most, uh, the most opportunistic and challenging series that a leader walks a small group through because of the potential for spiritual growth. But it also yeah. could be one that make leader, makes leaders feel a little bit insecure about their own role. So what would you say to leaders going into this? How, how, should, they, what, how should they feel? How can we set them up for success? Um, what do you think that they could be doing ahead of time? And then what should their mindset, you know, their thought process be? Yeah, those are fantastic questions. I think something that gets me really excited about pairing this practice with this series is the fact that this series is called Who Am I? And this practice invites us to be really curious about ourselves and how we learn best, how God has kind of wired us to uh, be able to memorize things and learn really well. So like for me, I'm an auditory learner. That's something that I know about myself. And so what I have to do to memorize scripture effectively is I will listen to it out loud. Like I will play in my Bible app, like a passage of scripture and listen to it out loud. And I'll walk around my house and I will say what I need to memorize out loud because hearing it is what helps me learn it. And, but for some people, completely different, right? And some people, visual learners, they got to write it out. They got to write out in fancy letters or different colors. And that really helps them. Some people like, I don't know, got to move. Like I mentioned, like walking around my house, that is helpful to me as well. So go on a walk, say it out loud, have a note card in your back pocket so you can pull it up. Um, something else that is helpful is just like having it in a place where you constantly see it. So putting a sticky note on your mirror, on your uh, laptop, whatever that looks like, it, it gives us an opportunity to be curious about ourselves, how God has wired us to learn. And I think another thing that is encouraging to me is that the Holy Spirit is there to help us. I don't have to uh, like figure this entire thing out on my own. I actually have a guide, which is what we talked about at the end of the last series. I have a guide who wants to lead me into all the truth. And so the Holy Spirit, who is the, the, the same spirit that was at work in the writing of these scriptures, will be at work in me as I'm learning these scriptures. Um, so something that I would say to, to leaders is one, be curious about yourself and how you learn and lead the way with that curiosity. 
Um, and then to acknowledge that you're not alone in this process, the Holy Spirit is helping you and will guide you. Um, and then just like be willing to be in it with your students, like be open with how you are working through memorizing these things and practicing them. And like, I mean, we talked about it already, but we are all on this journey together. And I think that this is a beautiful opportunity to demonstrate that in a really real and practical way, even if this is something that you naturally struggle with. Yeah. One thing I'm going to add is just the fact that as leaders, we can never forget that our authority is born out of our integrity. And and here's what I mean by that is that when we as leaders are modeling the way for our students, even if they're not doing what we're doing, it gives us so much authority in the conversations we have with them. So I have said it before, I'll say it again. I'm leading a sixth grade guys small group and doing a Bible plan together with all of them is a little bit challenging because not all of them have phones. Um, But what's been really cool is as I've been going on this journey every week, showing up, being in small group, talking about what God's showing me. Obviously, they also get to hear me talk about what God's showing me in some of the messages. One of the things that's been really cool is seeing that some of those students have picked up on it and are actually now inviting me to do Bible plans with them. And so you might be at a place where you really want your students Mm. to do these Bible plans with you and you ask them to, you invite them, you encourage them and nothing happens. You Focus on being faithful to Jesus. Focus on allowing God to transform you to become more like him. And even if your students aren't there yet, they're going to pick up on that. They're going to notice it. And then just remember that this tool that we are providing, these Bible plans that go along with every series are an incredible way for you to model what faithfulness to Jesus looks like, even if your students aren't ready for that step yet. But when they are ready, they will have seen you walk that path for them so they'll know out of your integrity, there is authority that can give them confidence to follow you, even if they have no idea what that even looks like. Love it. Um, I, I would say, if please remember, if you're a leader that's going, man, I'm, I also have not done, I'm not great at memorizing scripture. I haven't done a good job. I haven't made it the focus. I should make it. Do me a favor and do, don't you dare try to act like you do then. So don't, don't go lead a, don't go lead a small group and be like, yeah, you know, one day you guys will be like me. Like, don't, don't. That's, because that's not honest. We want you to be very honest. If it's something you haven't done well, say, guys, I'll be honest. This isn't something I've done well either. And because of that, I am so excited about this series, not just for you, but also for me. So lead them that way. Be very relational. So be involved in things with them. There's, I just started using um, this Bible app. There's a ton of Bible apps that can, I mean, ton of apps that can help you with scripture memorization. I just started this one called Bible Memory. And it's it's got some really unique ways where it helps you do different things to memorize scripture. But the cooler thing about it is that you can create groups. So in other words, I can create groups so you can make your whole small group a group and then you can do these challenges together and it shows your progress. It shows, hey, they've memorized the scripture or they're this close to memorizing the scripture. This is their progress to hold each other accountable. So it can be a fun way. It can be an accountability way to stay in touch, but just find what works for you. Um, and hey, I would say for um, everything happening in Switch, um, also, if you didn't hear last week's podcast, please go back and listen to it because I promise you it will, enc- it will encourage your spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, please don't miss that podcast. Uh, and then uh, I'll just say this. So there's, we know that there's some good things happening in Switch. There's some great things happening in Switch. But 
I just want to say, if you aren't believing that miracles could happen, you're selling God short. Come on, Josh. You're, if you aren't believing that miracles could take place in the lives of your students, you're relying too much on yourself. And I, that's coming from a mm -hmm. guy who has been there and done that. So have relied too much on what I'm capable of and too little on what he's capable of. So do me a favor and in your time of prayer for your students and for switch as a ministry, pray and believe for miracles. Don't just pray that the everyday stuff would get a little better. Pray that God would cause breakthrough to happen. Pray that something significant and miraculous would happen in the lives of your students. Believe it will and believe that the one who's capable of it will, will make it happen. Um, we love our team. We love this ministry. We don't like this ministry. We love this ministry. We love this family. And so for each of you yep. that join us every week on the podcast, make sure that your other leaders know about it. Like right now, share the link in all of your group chats with everyone that serves and switch around you and your, you know, your co-leaders, your group chats, share it and make sure that they are getting filled every week. And again, listen to last week's episode. Please do that. We love you all. We thank you as always for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.